Yeah, so silverfish and what we've learned and fishing different venues, I think, isn't it? We've gone to like big boy venues with depth and wind and angry yeah. stuff. It has, this, this year's silverfish campaign started with, well, we're, I'm not gonna say we're midway through because I feel like we're getting towards the end of it. We've only got the accumulation of it, haven't we, with some finals yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, finals. But it's been so different to the previous couple of years, hasn't it? Mainly, yeah. as you say, because of venues, hasn't it? Yeah. I definitely feel, I'd, I'd definitely got a bit cocky thinking, yeah, sort of this is dead easy with pellet introductions. It's, it's right when it's calm and on the right venue, but... Venue specific, Deeper yeah. venues. I, yeah, you proper like get scared when you've got tow and wind and stuff to contend with. And yeah. suddenly you feel like dead out your depth again. So it's almost like relearning a few things. It, yeah, it will re it's the venues, isn't it? Yeah, relearning how to, it showed the, the massive array of different ways you have to do things depending on the venue, how venues can be different. Yeah, yeah. We've had our eyes opened loads of What do you mean, like ground bait mixes, you mean? All sorts. All, not so much types of mixes, because I think that's personal choices in mm. what ground bait you use and what yeah. you like and all that. But, in, do you mean how you feed it and all that sort of thing? The, the biggest eye-opener for me, the first big eye-opener of the year was going to make ins on it. Oh, when yeah, yeah. You do it's still mild, play, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Alice, we rocked up on... Where were you? Yeah, but you went when it was hot. It was windy as. You couldn't even fish, could you? No, it was all right. It was, no, it was quite windy, but that was... Like watching Matt that, on the next peg, wasn't yeah, it? Oh, it was the day after. It was the day after we went, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were second, weren't you? It was only Matt the beater. Did you do the same peg? No, Matt drew my peg. You were to the right, weren't you? No. Well, anyway, anyway, know. anyway, <laughs> anyway. The, the biggest, that was the biggest, oh, right. Yeah. With how different, especially your lake, my lake as well. My, I got absolutely, I got ruined on my lake. Me and, me and Matty Dawes both started off like, like we're doing for the skimmers, you know what I mean? Putting a little bit in, waiting for them. Yeah. We, Cam's there opposite, like giving it loads of casters and all that, and it was right. Yeah. I think it was, obviously the weather was played a part as well because it's still very mild. It was, but still, it was, loose feed was better for skim yeah, bobs, and definitely. it was 100% skimmers pretty much. Yeah, and casters and as like well. A, you know yeah, what I mean? everything was against how we think it was, and that was the first. No line, there's nothing shallow, just like you had to loose feed to get them into your peg, but everything was on the bottom in like five and a half, six foot. It was yeah. weird. You'd never expect that with that no. species. No, not at all. But it was, it was the first one, and in contradiction on my lake, it was the opposite. I got beat by two lads Did either put a side. Load of worm of me. In or something like that? Fed loads at start, never loose fed, caught, didn't catch nothing all day, but didn't really catch, and then, especially the, the chapter we write, Emptied it later on. you last hour. <laughs> like wow. Right. Okay. But it just it just made you realise that you can't get cocky at this game and think, yeah, the way I do things always right. I heard one then. Did you hear that? No, I was down there. But do you not? There, there's definitely an element of like the pellet fishing all seems fairly instant, tick it over, and it's good whilst you're on it. But there's got to be that, or on a lot of venues, there's got to be something you're building for the end. Yes. There's no aggression with pellet fishing, is obviously there? that's the same way you got done on on worms and stuff. But going to like Hallcroft and that, that's very yeah, much the same way. You've got to get that last hour right to yeah. actually win the match. You can yeah. tick over and get bites fishing nice and sexy out long all day, and then get beat by someone who's got that short line right and the proportion of your fed a load of bait. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. your big fish. That's your bonus fish. But they're different venues, aren't they? They're going into what we already knew last year of the bigger venues when the fish aren't necessarily in front of you. Yeah. The little venues that we go to, the pokey, shallow venues, places like Birch House used to be, Riddings. that Sherwood Riddins yeah. on Match Pool. The main but one. that's different. I'm going to concentrate that. I'm going to come into that in a minute because Riddins is different. 
it's right when the weights are low and you're catching little skimmers, that's when pellets is right. Yeah. Soon, and the fish are always in front of you. Always in front of you. Whereas you go Hawcroft, them big three pounders that you catch short, they're 10 pegs away at the start of the match. And they're just coming into that field later it's on. It's carp, right? isn't it? They behave like carp. They come yeah. into field. They, they might be about, but they're not feeding at the start of the match. And you have to attract them in. You have to, yeah, you have to lay a bed to attract them. And you can't do it with loose feed. Because they're not close Poss- enough yeah, to yeah, yeah. loose feed. If you put loose yeah. feed, the, you get the wrong fish and all that sort of thing. That's been one for me as well, Jay. Like maggots more than casties. Yeah, I'm like. I mean, obviously, that. depending on whether it's roachy or not, but maggots, 100%, it's been better than casters. Does, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm in the maggot can. I'll very rarely feed casters now. Mm. The only thing casters benefit for is the accuracy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Or making that bit of noise, waggler, I suppose, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah, but that's yeah. distance more than Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on a pole. No. Definitely maggots. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think more increased chance of a bonus? I suppose maggots are better in lots of ways. They probably sink a lot slower as well. Fall a lot slower. Bit more, um, like, bit, bit of movement, bit more visible on that side of things. Should we go to that next? No, I want to save the toe a bit to last. Yeah. No, let's go on it now. Let's go on that now while we're on the subject of feeding yeah. and slow falling. That's been something as well, like, that with these deeper venues, or well, not necessarily yeah. deeper, wind affected larger, understanding toes become huge, hasn't it? it was, where you put your bait is not where you're going to catch your fish. Is it? Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I, think, I think we mentioned this last time where I think Jordan kind of sorted my head out on it at Allcroft. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously there, I think coming from sort of carpy mentality, you're always trying to keep your rig still, feed feed your bait, keep it on the spot. Mm-hmm. And that was just so, so wrong. And it was when chatting to Jordan about it where you he's sometimes catching like a metre, two metres, whatever, down toe of your bait. Yeah. And I think as soon as you got that in your head and you could work out that it wasn't, you didn't need your rig perfectly still to get, yeah. get bites and stuff like that, it changes it. Mm. And it was, where was it, New Year's Day? No, New Year's Eve on that pairs match at Medellin's with, who was it, James Lewis? James Lewis, yeah. And I was on Warren, which is like the shallow one there, which I always draw on. Where were you? Don't tell me numbers because I wouldn't know what bank. Seven, like left, left-hand left bank, sort of halfway down. Yeah, I'm um, with you. So I don't, I don't think it's like a bad area. I think it's just a middle, middle of the road sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was proper, proper windy, like struggling to hold 30 metres at times. But because it was so shallow, you had like, I think, three and a half, four foot on your long line but you had the wind and the toe going in the same direction. I say barst and that. Barst and dust that, doesn't it? Horrible, yeah. Shallow, movie. Because it was, like, stressing us out at the start, because started up trying to do pellet rigs and stuff, and then you're just, like, trotting it through, and it's just ridiculous. And I've ended up it? doing it, like, a gram rig, just being like, what can you actually do here? Because I didn't even bring any rods, so I was like, I'm <laughs> proper you? Script- you just proper rocked up with, I am a pole fish. That is what <laughs> I will be doing. Da- Daz had it, uh, Darren Cox next to us, had, like, his three feeder rods, and like, yeah, I've messed up here big time. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, right, I've got to try and do something because it's a pairs match as well, so I can't really just go home. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, set a grammar up just seeing, like, what can you actually do? How have you do? done that then? Like, just had an Olivet and then a dropper or something? No, I, I didn't, did it with shots, but it was just, like, loads of shots. A grams worth of shot in three foot. It wasn't have been much line visible <laughs> in the whole <laughs> of that rig. It looked horrific. And, and I had no number eight, so I had to just shot it with tens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> it was shotted with whatever was on it from before. It just got shortened and compressed it down a bit. It tightened up a bit. But, to be fair, it, it did work in a, like, 
because it was, must have been first trot through almost. I fed, fed straight out in front on my What market. did you do? You fish pellets? Um, no, I fed crushing some micros and some maggots, but I fished maggots on the hook. Cause did you? I think maggots are always better when it's a bit windy. I don't, quick, yeah. Yeah. That was always a Col Coleman's thing, like if it's towing and moving, fish maggots, pellets have got to almost be yeah, still. And that's that. just in my head. Yeah. I don't know if it's right. No, I agree with that. that. Um, but yeah, it's like you, you kind of let it go through and it's almost getting to the point. I was like, oh, that's too far. That's too far. And it, it probably was about three meters down, down tow of where you fed. That, and you start getting bites. And you could tell, like, there was spots and you could, throughout the day, it change and you just... Did, did you find, though, obviously, because you're feeding on the same spot, did you find, though, that when you went to the spot where you start getting bite, you don't get a bite as quick as if you let it trot down to it? There was it's a, always been that for me. There's a limit. You never get a bite as quick as if you're going straight onto them, whereas if you let it come into... You can sort of, like, put it halfway yeah. and then get a bite quicker. I think it's yeah. almost like... It, in my head, it was almost like when Bagger was on about lifting and dropping, where you've got to go high enough to sort of oh, get their attention. Like, not get their attention, it, almost where it's like a fresh bait coming in. Right. Yeah. So it's like gone far enough above them that they've forgot it and it comes down <laughs> and it's a new bait. Because if it, it just looks mm. unnatural, if it just yeah. trots down far enough that they've not clocked it, this is what goes on in my head. Yeah, it? they've not clocked it to assume it's unnatural. Yeah. By it doing weird things and going, oh yeah, don't eat that one, boys. That one just did a loop the loop. But yeah, going on that, it was sort of, trying to be on it during the day, working out what the toe was doing, where your sort of bite spot was. So I guess it's almost like bloody fish in a river, isn't it? You've got little pockets of fish and yeah. they're going to be at a certain point, yeah, you're going to yeah, feed yeah. at that point. And, but it definitely makes you think about it. Um, but there's the element of not even necessarily being over your bait with silvers and that as well, in that they could be down your peg and past your flipping bait. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sitting yeah, at the back edge right. of it and yeah. that, that's something we don't do enough of, innit? When we're setting little traps with pellets or whatever, for our fishing, commercial fishing, whatever, it is very rarely you've got to fish around your bait too much, mm. isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of, the, especially with pole fishing, it's accurate, yeah. it's right on it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the silverish element with depth and toe and big, you have, you've got to think about so flipping much. And then on top of that, finding where the fish are in relation to what your bait's doing and where it could have moved, you have to have different forms of presentation to catch the horrible little... Yeah, I think yeah. It, at the end, it was better on the lighter rig as well, so it's almost, yeah. it looked worse going through, but like a 4B14, I think it was in the end. Did you experiment with laying it in, like obviously against the wind so it come back that way, or was it always better to... Yeah, with kind the wind? of with, like, with it letting yeah. it fall in. Because mm. I was like, or what was in my head was like, because it's going to be going with the wind, the cur like the curve's going to be that way, isn't it? So you're almost going that way. Yeah. That made no sense to anyone listening. No. Without the hand <laughs> gestures. <laughs> but, yeah. But the only thing that messed us up was going heavier on the rig. Yeah. Because it had that much lead and weight and everything on it. Or not lead. Might have been lead. It will have been lead if it's number will it been? 10. Um, but I think that ends up catching the tome also. Once it dropped, it felt like it was still towing quite a bit. Yeah, a little sail. And then that on. was a point where the lighter rig went through nicer. Yeah. So it, I think that threw us off for a bit. There was like a bit where I should have been on, on the lighter it, rig. It changes all the time, and it? Yeah. That, that's a big emphasis that has been the learning points, hasn't it? In having, It's always been the case, but it's been highlighted even more this year in the need for different shotting patterns. Mm. Yeah. I mean, different weights of float, depending on conditions. It's like a new flipping peg, isn't it? 
like unbelievable the difference it can make the rigs. You had it at Coopers, that was your oh, eye opener last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. And that's that's that uh, tapered, isn't it? Yeah. Tapered shot. But it's in. not always what you think is right isn't always there's not no. a fix. Same shallow fishing. Yeah, yeah. It's not a case of put that rig on, that's fixed it now. No. You catch a few on it instantly you're like, oh wow, but then yeah, yeah. you you just gotta do what what the fish are feeding on that day and at that moment in time. You've got to be sat right on the right rig, haven't you? It does, hasn't it? You know yeah, what I mean? The right species that of fish. becomes more important because you, you're not something I'm not liking at all with silvers is multiple lines. I mean, again, these big deep lakes. It's all right with little yeah. pokey lakes where there's they're always in front of you, as I said. But the bigger, deeper ones where you've got to bring the fish in or mm -hmm. you've got to concentrate them, you want two lines. Yeah. Very rarely, uh, maybe two long ones if they don't want to be short, but more often than not, it's a short and a long in it. Yeah. Different venues would be a bit different, but generally it's a short and a long. And it's the having the different rigs that allow you to sit on a line. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. often they don't rock up short to late. No. So no. you've got three, four, flipping four and a half hours of fishing long, mm. and the only um, fluctuation you can have is obviously you're feeding, but then once you've it's understand how the bait's feeding, falling through the water, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. It's that. It, it, yeah. it just makes there's so much more to a peg, isn't there, rather than just... I fed there, I put that rig there, I yeah, catch fish yeah. like you do with pellets, maybe. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. hard pellets, that's what you do. No, that's right, mate, definitely. Because you've been Chester Lakes, haven't you, quite a bit? And yeah. What you were saying on there with like almost having two lines on the two different depths on the same line as well. Yeah, that's almost oh, bringing right, me carp fishing into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's how I'd treat If I were on Snake Lake today, lovely little Snake Lake here at Cudmore, and I was fishing pellet or whatever across, I always know the importance in having different depths covered on it whenever there's a shelf. You've and always done that, haven't you? Always, yeah. and it is mind-boggling how many fish you can catch mm. in six inches away from your original rig in a different depth. Umble, it's like a new peg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is no different for silvers. Like, chest lakes have been mega for it, because you, you shelf it. It's deep water, you've got eight to ten foot average. And you've got it fairly far away, so like nine, ten metres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like a long line. Mm. But you can go on the bottom of it and catch a certain species, and you can come this much closer to you, and it'll come up six inches to a foot, and it's like a different peg. I can Imagine literally it. feed one and rest the other, and they're flipping that far apart from each other. Like a foot for, or a foot or a so foot. further down. Literally a foot. Well, one will be on a join of my pole, and the next will be halfway down the section. So nothing, two or three foot. It just doesn't make sense, does it? Because normally when you're doing two lines, you want, the, or in your head, it makes sense to have them as far away from yeah. each other as possible. So yeah. it's almost totally different groups of fish, I suppose. Yeah, but. we look into it too much sometimes. Obviously, it's when they're really rock bottom, you might need miles apart. But yeah, different species, how they feed different in different areas. So what are you doing, catching roach up the shelf? Right? Yeah, like fishing bottom of the slope and I'm feeding ground bait, bottom of the slope, a little ball of ground bait like that. Oh, I fed one at the start and I'm feeding these every now and again. But like golf balls? Yeah, when I, when I want to tighten them up, dead sticky golf ball. And then obviously it's pointless putting ground bait on the slope because it's not going to stay there. So you're loose feeding short as you would. So your ground weight's the back of your feed. You with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm loose feeding on top of the slope and I'm catching roach on that. And then every now and again, I can go to the bottom of the slope, nick a three pounder. It's mad, isn't it? It's just like weird. And you don't catch the roach on the flat bit and you're just going, why aren't you? It's that they far away. They love grazing, don't they? They love being on them slopes, bro. They it's always just, have them, haven't they? Yeah. That's why that short line can work really well because generally you're going to be on the slope there as well. so weird. Nuts, but you can, man. you can like set, you can just fish your whole day with, or once you rock up, last couple of hours. You can fish your whole session, you probably swap them between two rigs. Mad, isn't it, that? And then you can have different presentations within the two rigs. So you can have a, a bulk and a dropper and then a slow fall on the bottom one. 
catch different fish on it's it, horrible yeah. I've got more rigs I've got to set up now haven't I? <laughs> it is it's, it just shows doesn't oh, it oh yeah definitely it's eye opening it really is mm. I bet yeah. there's loads of venues do you know Meadowlands will be the same I remember at Meadowlands this year it was on the final yeah yeah Angling Trust final Angling Trust and they rocked up on my short line late on and it was solid but it was windy out, so I couldn't fish it it was really windy wasn't it I caught a couple of skimmers we, we were filming that one no no Stu Ballard was sat with me I threw a bomb over it at six metres and it was like that. I remember like saying that The actually. amount yeah, yeah. of fish that were in my peg and because yeah. my rigs are messy I never even knew there was anything there. I'd get an odd bite but I threw a bomb at six metres and it's like that and then went with a three pounder. Just, you need different forms of presentation. You can't ever assume that fish aren't there until you've tried Everything. lots of different yeah, types yeah. of rigs, isn't it? Yeah. I feel we've waffled a long time on this one. I know, I feel I, I give up too easy sometimes thinking, no, no, it's not going to work. Oh, yeah. not, nothing else there. But different rigs, as you say, oh. at the right time. Like resting a peg, innit? Yeah. I wonder how many other situations are you can do that. I don't think you can do it in really shallow water, because the fish let don't you know that they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Deep but whenever water. you've got depth and the fish can sort of hide, or you've got a fluctuation of depths yeah. in a close area, like on your, your maybe short line for carp, things mm. like that. Or depth, as we've talked about it, far bank on snake lakes. By not covering every possible option, you mess out on all the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might miss out on one, but that one might make a difference. Yeah. Mm. It brings another element into your fishing. As you say, it means you've got to prep more. Very technical, that, Jay, lad. Very technical. Like that, though. I like that. I went on one then. That yeah. right woke me up, that it's one. It's good, mate. It's good. Is that it? We're going to finish that one at like that. That was quite nice. Yeah. So. I was going to go on to pots and maggots and all that sort of thing. But What's that? We, we covered that. Like, yeah, I'm, to I'm be fair, no, let's before. do it because that's opened my eyes uh, in the fact that you do need that loose feed element. Uh, in your fishing for sort of like this time of year and rather than going straight in with a catapult you know nowhere near as accurate than you think you are mm. but it's that fact that you're putting the bait in through that pot and making something happen yeah. you're talking about loads it's how my match builds these days for silvers and I've never even thought the silvers for me you know I'm like I've always straight been in, loose feed catapult always I've never even entered my head uh, with pots but you, you brought it home at Cooper's it was when yeah. you started doing it it's become massive just oh, for mate. kicking your peg off yeah definitely even for them when there's little fish, yeah. it's just accuracy in it. Feed yeah, them with yeah. a pot instead of a catapult. Because loose feed is everything in it. Yeah. There's never a day when loose feed is the worst thing. No. Yeah, I'm going to say that. You always want not, something. Not for like now, for silvers and that. Yeah. No, definitely not. To make something happen. Yeah. And by feeding with a pot, I mean f one commercial mm. style it keeps them there, doesn't it, instead of there. Yeah. And when there's only four just, in your pack. Do you know? Do you ever get like that feeling in fishing though, when you feel like oh, it just feels wrongness? Yeah. I get like that. I hate when using a pot. Fishing for silvers with a pot on. Yeah. Does my head? Is in. it just one that? But that it takes to... a few extra seconds. It feels really slow. Yeah. But it feels cumbersome it... having a pot on the end of your pole. In you... reality, though, it's well, it's you if get you're a bike cr- quicker because yeah. Of it. As long as it's not a ridiculous fish race, you're getting you your bike quicker. That's what so. I mean. You don't mind it for like that the little intimate skimmer fishing with the little pellets, but for like. Everything yeah, else with maggots in the light. I can't well, do I, it. I don't think it's, it wants to be a constant all day. Cooper's no. it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when there's enough fish feet, it's a That's better can... way of building your peg, isn't it? Yeah. Because oh, you get mate. to that point when you know you can get catty out. I did that on here. I took uh, Ian Cotton on here and it was exactly the same name. Couldn't really catch anything. Put a little pot on, started taking some maggots in yeah. and it just like woke the peg up. Makes things happen Ridiculous, quicker. Ridiculous, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper. Yeah, that's been, that's my biggest learning thing. What? For but silvers. Feeding through a pot to understanding your feed yeah accuracy of your feed and and not not keeping it the same all day like building it yeah stacking the odds in your favor of making things happen at the right times yeah. that, that is you do notice a lot of 
like the lads coming from like a naturally silver background they're the ones that will catty all the time mm. like you don't see them using pots that much not never but it is like but especially because they have a tendency to use pinkers as well and when you what it probably looks more accurate from your point of view but if you're like side on to someone catty and pinkers oh no it, it's like everywhere it's, like no matter how accurate you are how good your catapult is it yeah. is a big old area isn't it massive yeah yeah uh, once you go past 11 meters you cannot keep it a meter square and you're no, especially like wind dictated as well if you're trying to ping maggots out with wind coming towards you it's no not yeah. a chance is it even casters isn't it it's hard so, you know, to maintain constant yeah. yeah you're not putting them in that every go you think you are but you're not i don't think it's something you're ever going to win on them but it's, it's that instant kick in it getting fish into your peg tapping that bait in for silvers yeah the whole speed thing is like i think it's more in your head like swinging fish as well we've had this conversation so many times the three or four seconds you save when you actually swing a roach for every one in ten or whatever it might be or one in twenty that falls yeah, off you lose that whole time and catch yeah that it like at the end of the match it probably doesn't equate to much difference if anything it's probably as quick to net everything so you're saying it's better to swing be a swinger no not it's probably not yeah i like that it's a bit faster every time and... i got a swing i'm like rigs up the tree you just gotta commit like to it aren't you Told you what Brooks he did. Yeah, that's a mate, I love that. <laughs> right, sorry, Jamie. Can't <laughs> believe you've done that, Dave, and he just went. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out and fair play. Netted it, swung it back out into the lake. Swung it back swung out, it in, yeah. Just to prove a point. Was yeah. he on his eights as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, all eights. Yeah, nothing less. That's amazing. Love it. Uh, I love that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then he bashed me up. That's what he does, isn't it? It's yeah. ridiculous. So, so, seeing as last year we were like, pellets were the answer, this year we're kind of changing again then you've just got to have your eyes open and you've got yeah. to remember that this commercial fishing commercial silverfish fishing is a new thing to everyone yeah isn't it it's in its not infancy but it is yeah and it's not just oh the natural anglers are going to be the best at it because they fish for silvers or the commercial ads no. are going to be because they've it's a whole new thing that we all need to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So this time next year it could be totally different again. Yeah, everything will change again. Just yeah. every new venue you go to brings another string to your bow, doesn't it, sort of thing, mm. in the, the way that you see things done. And I'm liking that again. Yeah. It's got me excited about fishing again. Right. I think. Yeah. It's stopping oh, yeah. it now, it's chucking it down. Yeah. Yes. Pub. Time to go and hide this. Pub. Right, so we hope you are enjoying the video that you're watching. If not, have just watched. But what we'd also like you to see is the packages that we include for our more technical, informational stuff, where what we can bring to you is all we pretty much know about the technical side and our match-style side of fishing. And I'm what we have, bit. <laughs> you are, of course you are in this bit. We have two sides of things. We have the basic package that for $4.99, you can watch us fish live matches, a Q&A every month, and additional stuff from Matty Doors with live matches and more technical stuff on his side. Or we have the all-access package where you can literally see technical insights live matches from again from us but also from some of the best anglers flipping on the planet i mean we treat it as three days coaching for us and we go out and we show you what we're learning for anglers like darren cox andy bennett their ship to name but a few well worth a look if you fancy having a little bit more fishing content to watch